welcome to the Mom Owned and Operated Podcast, the podcast about moms and for moms, where we have candid conversations about running a business, raising a family, and remembering ourselves. I'm your host, Rita Suzanne, a single mom of four, digital strategist, and provider of no-nonsense business strategies and tactics. Hi, this is Mom Owned and Operated. I'm Rita Suzanne, and today I have my friend Takima with me, and I'm so grateful that you joined us today, Takima. Please tell us a little bit about you, your um, family, and your business. Well, thank you so much for having me. Hello, everybody. My name is Takima, and I am a business owner of a company called Changing Trends Behavior Consulting. I provide behavior support for families. Um, I am a board certified behavior analyst and I provide personalized coaching um, and consultation for parents who are looking for additional help um, for their children and just need some extra support, you know, Mm -hmm. for any problem behaviors that they're having in the home or just teaching the children new skills. I definitely am someone that you could reach out to. I am now a new mom mm-hmm. to a six-month-old baby. Um, my husband and I are very excited and very sleep-deprived. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been um, a beautifully challenging journey, mm-hmm. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> I can't imagine. So um, how long have you been in business? I've been in business for the last four years. Okay. And then before you had your business, what did you do? Um, Before I had my business, I was still doing the same, Mm -hmm. um, in the same profession. I just was working for uh, another company. Um, And so it's just been interesting, just kind of like moving along the journey of, you know, being with someone else's business and their Mm -hmm. model, Um, still doing the same thing, but doing, I'm doing the same thing now, but my way, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? So what would you say has been like the, the biggest challenge that you've had starting up your own business? Because, you know, working for somebody else is so different than working for yourself. Absolutely. Um, the biggest challenge I think was even as basic as how do you start one? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you have to incorporate yourself, right? you have to pay for fees, a business license. Mm -hmm. Where do I go to pay for the license? It's just, I mean, even just the structure, the foundation of establishing mm-hmm. one um, was challenging. Uh, it took me forever to come up with a name mm-hmm. that took me, you know, I mean, just, just the foundation of creating a business right. was super hard. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, then comes the gaining clients, you know, mm-hmm. so it was just one thing after the next that was challenging. Um, mm-hmm. And when you, when you're doing it from scratch and you, you, don't know anybody that's doing it and you're trying mm-hmm. to figure out all on your own everything is a challenge <laughs> yeah I mean I've what I found when I started my business was the hardest thing was the like because I think that when you're working for somebody else you just have to do your job right you don't have to worry yeah. about the getting of the clients and the marketing and the networking mm-hmm. and all of these things and I feel like that's the hardest part of it it's not like keeping mm-hmm. my stuff in in fresh books and you know like figuring that stuff out it's you really figure it out Yeah, it's the consistency of marketing and networking that is the hardest because you still have to serve your clients, but you still have to do these other things at the same time. And Mm -hmm. so um, 
it's interesting that you said like that was your hardest thing because now I'm changing my focus to focus more on like business foundations and teaching people how to, um, to really structure and set up their business for success, you know? So, um, it's so needed, I think, especially for us women Absolutely. Mm -hmm. and for new entrepreneurs, I think the foundation to me Mm -hmm. is so crucial because I've seen other people's businesses. Mm -hmm. um, and, and don't get me wrong, having a business is a lot of work and you don't really mm -hmm. want to judge the way other people do stuff. But at the same time, you see how people do stuff and you're like, I would do it different, you know? Right. And you could see sometimes in, in, in different companies how the foundation just has cracks. Yeah. And if you don't have a solid flow mm -hmm. with systems, you're constantly trying to catch up because you don't have a great process established from the beginning. And to me, I, I was very like adamant about trying to be as streamlined as possible from the beginning. So yeah. I'm trying to figure out what to do at all times, you know, and mm -hmm. trying to catch up, catch up. And so I think what you're doing is so needed for new entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I think it's important too, because systems like, and like you said, to do it from the beginning and a lot of people, they don't do it from the beginning. They wait until yep. things start to get busy. And then it's like this, you know, yep. um, ball of uh, anxiety that they have to deal with mm -hmm. because they're yep. trying to constantly catch up. And yep. um, so if you set everything up from the beginning, like for success, then I think that that's mm -hmm. going to be um, beneficial in the long term when you start getting all these clients and, you know. Exactly and making exactly. more money. And it's not hard to set up your systems. You know, it's pretty, um, but a lot of people, they don't know what, where to start, you know? Right. And it's also like a trial and error too, right? Because you mm -hmm. use particular, you use certain products or you use certain, um, you know, apps, you know, mm -hmm. and have to figure out, uh, this doesn't really fit work my needs. Yeah. yeah. I need something else I need, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, you always constantly looking for something that's going to fit you right trying, trying to oh. this app oh and yeah. asking everybody which project <laughs> management thing do like, you use and then switching exactly spending what's a whole software? day <laughs> mm -hmm. what software and this and you know so it's also trying to find something that's going to fit what you do mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that you like to do stuff and you know so it's it's a bit challenging in that sense too but it's so important to do it yeah. from the beginning yeah. yeah. I like that you said that you um, recognize that there are things that other people do that you don't want to incorporate into your business, because I think a lot of people, what they do is they look at everybody else and they're like, I want to be, I want to do what they're doing. I want it to be mm -hmm. like this. And, and really what I do is I try to keep like seriously, like blinders on and don't even look at anybody else because I will get yeah. distracted and I'm just like, oh, that's a great idea. Boom. And here I go into something else, <laughs> you know? So I think like, like you said, like really recognizing what you don't want is really important and just focusing on what you do want and not, not looking at everybody else because it's so easy to see what you think is success. Right. And then say, oh, I need to do this. And you don't even know if it's successful for them. You don't really know, you know, and sometimes it might look a lot better than it actually is. And it's, yeah. it could be a bit deceiving, you know, yeah. at times. Um, and it's hard, especially in the beginning, when you're starting out a business, you, 
you look at other people and you're like, I want that, you mm-hmm. know, but you have to, you have to walk to get to that space. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't just become what they became overnight either. Right. You know? right. So it's, it could be really difficult wanting to be there already, yeah. you know, but it takes yeah. time. It does take time. And I think that's the most important lesson because, you know, we want to jump in and show everybody like, look, I can do this. I can do it all by myself. But if you're mimicking somebody else, like it's, you're not going to be successful because it's really not your thing, right? You're mimicking it, them and it's going to feel inauthentic and exactly. people aren't going to like that at all. And <laughs> people, people could kind of pick up your vibe too, right? Mm-hmm. You no. Know? Mm-hmm. And if something is not truly in alignment with what you or who you are, you know, then it's not going to come off as, yeah, as authentic, you know, as you want. And there's not always be like this disconnect. And you're not going to find the clients that you really want to find because there's just something that's just not right. Right. (laughs) You know, you're trying to push something that you're not really wanting to do or who you really are, you know? So I've I've had this, a website course thing in like in my to-do list. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to teach people how to make their own website. It's going to be so great. I kid you not to one year. It's been sitting in my queue. And I've, I've just realized <laughs> the reason why I refuse to do it is because I just don't feel that, you know, like connected or energetic with it. Like I just, it's just like, I'm procrastinating because it's not a good fit for yeah. me, you know? Exactly. And I don't want that long-term like commitment of <laughs> updating this thing that I'm not super yeah. excited about, you know? Yeah. So yeah. you have, to, and especially with stuff like that, it's like, what is going to take your energy and even like, you know, just talking about um, being a parent, you don't have as much time, like time is different. Mm-hmm. And so if you are not passionate or interested an ounce right? <laughs> what it is, then it's just going to drag you down and yeah. you don't have time to waste on stuff. That's not really, you know, what you're yeah. interested in. Oh. Mm-hmm. So speaking of that being a parent, because I find it super challenging. I I'm so jealous of my friends that don't have kids, right? Like I feel like they, and not that I love my kids, don't get me wrong, Yeah. but I'm saying I'm jealous of the entrepreneur friends because it feels like they can get so much more done than I can. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, oh, I'm so like, they can do all these things and they don't have to get up at this time and do all these things. And, and I I wouldn't say jealous. I'm envious that, you know, of that, of that aspect of their life. Mm -hmm. I love my kids, but, um, that's okay. I don't, I don't, you know, I was like, oh, I don't want my no, you mean, <laughs> Yeah. You know, so now that you have your daughter and how has your business changed? Like what have you, what, like what's an average day look like now? Well, I mean, it's changed a lot um, because, you know, like you were saying, I was that person not too long ago because she's, you know, she hasn't been Six in existence right. on right <laughs> I was that friend right. who was able to do so much and it it almost was like not not prepared mm-hmm. for that major shift you know um I knew it was going to be a big shift but I almost felt like I should have done more before she came 
it was almost like this feeling like, wait, I, I didn't I prepare that. enough. <laughs> I didn't prepare enough. I didn't stay up long enough. I didn't do all this extra stuff in advance, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I understand that sentiment because now I'm like, uh, you know, I have friends I know who, who are doing stuff mm-hmm. and I'm like telling them, listen, you need to be doing more. Mm-hmm. I don't have time. What do you mean you don't have time? I don't have time. <laughs> right. Oh, you mean friends without children? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you you should, you could get way more done than I can. <laughs> way more done, exactly. So yeah. now, like, my day is a lot different um, mm-hmm. because I have to, I'm also, you know, taking care of her. So mm-hmm. it's definitely uh, been a mix of um, having off and on time, right. you know doing stuff late at night, not mm-hmm. sleeping, you know, having to sacrifice sleep to have alone time, mm-hmm. you know, to get some extra stuff done. Right. Yeah. And it's just been a, uh, having to compromise on certain things, but mm-hmm. that's the only way right now, especially living in this time um, right. is even more challenging to get stuff done. But, yeah. you know, I, I can't get as much done as I used to. And I have to be okay with that. Yeah. Have you found that sometimes like when you do those chunks, I mean, because everybody does, like we all do that. Like I'm I'm going to focus for two hours on this and then I'll spend Mm -hmm. time with my kids and then I'll come back to it. Do you find that if you put a restriction on your time limits, because some people say that if they restrict themselves to certain time, then they actually feel like they get more done during those restricted times. Personally, I don't because I get interrupted about a thousand times by my kids, but (laughs) (laughs) I can see why someone would say that they're able to focus more. I think it depends on the day because the same method is not. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Like what's the one to use? (laughs) So I think it depends on the day and it depends on the task Mm -hmm. because I did at one point say, okay, well, I'm going to be a time block person and this is what I'm going to do. But I find like it doesn't, it's not effective every single time, Mm -hmm. you know? And so what sometimes I would do like a time block, like, okay, this is my time period. I'm just going to get as much stuff done, whatever Mm -hmm. that is, get Mm -hmm. it done. Mm-hmm. Um, in that period and see at the end, okay, I did a good amount or okay, I didn't really get that much done. Yeah. Um, and then other times I'll put like a time limit and say, okay, I have this task. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to complete it in, in 50 minutes yeah. or 20 minutes. And mm-hmm. then if the timer goes beyond that point, that's okay. But at least I'm trying to clock myself just to see how efficient I could be at doing something, one particular task and completing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. And so the, the parents that you're working with, are they like with, are the kids within a certain age range or do they have special um, challenges that you're trying to help the parents with? Because Uh, it's a variety. So, I mean, in my career, I have worked with families that do have children with special needs um, and also you know, children that don't have a diagnosis at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I do, behavior analysis definitely is known, very well known in some communities for being um, a therapy that's used for individuals that have been diagnosed with autism. Mm-hmm. However, it's not just for that. And, right. You know, it's kind of become very well known for that. Um, mm-hmm. But 
you know, behavior is behavior. People engage in behavior every day, adults, children. Mm -hmm. So it's applicable to any ages, to any situation. It's not only something for problem behavior. It's something Mm -hmm. if you want to increase a skill that you don't have, you want to increase, even like what we're talking about time Mm -hmm. management, time efficiency, things like that. Um, you can apply behavioral skills and strategies to increase behaviors you want to see or decrease ones that are not, you know, being as useful to you. Um, So yeah, I work with parents with all, um, all ages and um, yeah, just providing, you know, customized and personalized support based on what the needs are. Yeah, I love that. Because, you know, a lot of times we think it has to be the negative, you know, the negative fix. But um, I bought my kids this book that teaches them how to be like an entrepreneur, how to make a million dollars from this dollar. Right. And I told them, if you read this book, I'll give you $50. But you have Mm. to read it all, you know, you have to explain it to me in depth. Right. You know, because they're kids, they're going to try to, I read it. No, you didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you exactly. know? But what it did was um, one of my nieces actually read it and she, she didn't finish it. But as she was reading it, she started implementing um, one of the things she was like, okay, I'm going to become a dog walker. So she was like mapping everything out. She went nice. out on her first day, got some clients and made herself $50 in one day, which encouraged the other kids, you know, they're like, oh, Let's wait a minute. <laughs> They're like, what can I do? And this, the same one, she, after we moved, she turned around and started um, making homemade lip glosses. Right. So she's like, she's like, I need to, you know, like she wanted to do something else to make money. And so instead of coming and asking me, can I have money? She decided that she was, and I was like, oh my gosh, I just love this, the entrepreneurial spirit in this one. You know, it's so amazing. And you were implementing behavior strategies without even really realizing or mm-hmm. specifically knowing, but you had a, a target, which mm-hmm. was for them to read the entire book. And at the end of that, there was a reward, mm-hmm. right? And so that, you know, scenarios like that are what I talk to parents about mm-hmm. is that you can do that. But what happens a lot of times is then, you know, let's just say, let's just say the book had five chapters, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes where a parent might give that same thing. I want you to read the book. And at the end, you can have the $50. Mm-hmm. Maybe a child might read one chapter and then they still get the $50. And it's like, no, that's where we would intervene. And I'm coaching parents and right. talking about those changes because if you want your child to read more books, that's mm-hmm. your overall long-term goal. Right. right. You have these short-term, the, the short-term goals in between. Read this book, read that book. And mm-hmm. these are the rewards attached to it then you have to follow through with that. Right. And that, that's where I come in and I'm kind of helping parents see what they're doing mm-hmm. because sometimes they're not getting the outcome that they want. And I'm like, right. well, not because you can't, it's because you have to change what you're doing. Right. Because if I can, if your child can read one chapter and get the $50, why would I read the whole book? Why would you? Right. <laughs> I'm going to do it. And so that's kind of where I'm coming in to help parents see what they need to to change Mm -hmm. um, so that they can have their kids do skills that they want them to do, like reading, you know, reading is a a skill increase that's something you would want to see more of, you know. Yeah, yeah. because I'd like to see less video games and more uh, reading. (laughs) Exactly. 
mm-hmm. and we would come up with a plan for that like how how many games are they playing um on a daily basis mm-hmm. okay implementing like a time schedule they right. have to they get to play for x amount of time they get to choose when they get to do it but if they decide if you decide they get to have an hour and a half of video games a day let's just say mm-hmm. if they choose to do that in the morning time well you've already used, used up your day mm-hmm. that's up to them right. like, and also it it also depends on the ages too you know because mm-hmm. when you have a child five right. it's different to have a child that's 12 Right. When they're 12, they should be a lot more involved in decision making because they're at that age where they're coming into themselves. They're kind of figuring out who they are. So well, I tried- up to my 12 year old, he'd be playing video games all day. All day. Exactly. I have uh, a I have time limits on the games like I would take away yeah. everybody's devices at 830. And, okay. I don't, and I don't even let them keep them. And I know every device needs to come in my room, like, cause they're so sneaky. Yes. <laughs> and then in the mornings, you know, non-school days when they have to, or in even school days, they have to do certain things before they can even get their devices. You That's know? great. So That's I, I feel like it lays a foundation, but then they go to their dad's house and he just lets them get up and stay <laughs> up. And I'm like, I feel like the bad guy. Why am I the bad guy all the time? You do. You <laughs> you do. But but children need rules, you know, as mm-hmm. much as it might feel like, oh my gosh, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the structure right. definitely is great and it's so necessary. So whatever you're doing is great. And and children learn to adapt, right? And they know what they can do mm-hmm. with who they could do it with and mm-hmm. where they could do it. So I agree. Okay. I think my, so my 12 year old, he's like, you know, he'll be so excited to go over to his dad's and like during the summer, they'll stay there for a little while. And he'll say, you know, that he missed me. He wants to come home. And then he's like, I'm so tired because he stays up all night, you know? And so (laughs) I think that he, he does want the structure, but only, you know, a a little bit. Yeah. 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 He still wants to try to just do nothing but video games, but you know, then I'm like, let's go on a bike ride, you know, and I make them, he's like, no, I don't want to, I don't care. Let's go, you know? So you have to, especially the, this generation is so like crazy that they have so much more access to technology that Mm -hmm. we did not have. I did not have when I was, you know, it didn't exist. You know, social media did not exist. Phones. What is that? You know? Right. Like, yeah. I mean, we had them in the wall, like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) we had to share with our siblings. (laughs) Exactly. So you push in to be outside. That's Mm -hmm. not something that a lot of kids do naturally now because Mm -hmm. they have so much stuff available them to keep them inside you know so that's good luckily my kids love to go outside and play with the neighborhood kids you know and ride their bikes and everything but you know like you said but when we lived in the the last place it wasn't as much I think it's just because of where our neighborhood is very kin kid friendly um but yeah I love I love all of these these uh ideas and strategies and I'm glad that it's focusing more on positive I mean not always but you know yeah Yeah, definitely. Um, And, you know, sometimes you have to implement stuff where there's like restrictions or, you know, because Mm -hmm. something happened, you know, uh, a behavior that maybe that's like an undesired behavior that maybe that there's something that's paired with it that's maybe not so favorable. But what people have to also remember is that like, you know, with a any behavior, whether it's a positive behavior or a negative one, 
there's a consequence associated with anything that you do. Yeah. And in behavior analysis, for us, consequence means what happens after the behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, when people hear consequence, they think of something really bad. Right. You know, you, yeah. you suffer the consequences, you know. And for us, it's not that. It's just like, okay, the child did this. Mm-hmm. What happened afterward? And right. usually what happens after is what we come in and, and, and change so that the behavior itself changes. Right, right. You know, so similarly, like back to the example of the reading the book, if the child reads one chapter, they get the $50. Hmm. Or if a child reads the whole book and gets the $50. Right. What happens after is the consequence. And right. we change that. So versus, you know, where a parent would give the 50 for the one chapter, we would change that and say, no, mm-hmm. you could give you could give him 10 right instead really one portion one. right right exactly so yeah. we would change something so you know yes the reading one chapter is undesired but you can always work on that mm-hmm. slowly slowly so that's what we do now mm-hmm. i'm like you do it all or nothing you finish yep. <laughs> you exactly you could do that too and that's another yeah. strategy you know, I, I just feel like I'm kind of, I'm kind of uh, strict, but you know, I just have high expectations for, no, for really. my kids and, you know, I want them to succeed. And I feel like um, a lot of parents, you know, they are afraid to discipline their kids or like to, you know, they, and they don't want, it's like, I, you know, I don't have to abuse them. I'm just, you know, taking stuff away from them, you know? Exactly. And I, I see it all the time. I see it all the time. And I see the struggle. Mm-hmm. And I see the Oh, I don't want to and it's just like, because it makes them uncomfortable. I think, like, you know, like, the bad guy. I'm but, the bad guy now. yeah, discomfort is necessary. You know, a child is not, we are not meant to be happy and pleased at all times. Right. You know, we are meant to grow and change. And we have to have lessons and we have to teach them different things because if not then the behavior is just going to stay the same and a lot worse I've seen somewhere it just oh really really and I tell parents all the time I said listen when they're five you might be okay still dealing with that but that five-year-old is going to become a 15-year-old right and it's not cute when they're 15. <laughs> oh, believe me, I, I have to nip mine in the bed all the time. Because you know, they're they're at their preteen and one's a teen age where they try to push the limitations and the boundaries. And I say, you know what, I don't really care, but you're not going to disrespect me, you know, like, yeah. I'm the one doing all the stuff for you. So I don't care if you get upset. And mm-hmm. you know, but I'm you're not going to disrespect me in the process of you being okay. upset. And, um, you know, so my kids are pretty, you know, they're kids, but they're good. Yeah. Everybody says they're good. (laughs) That's good. And they're well-mannered, but they're also children where they're pushing boundaries and rules and children are supposed to do that because they're going and they're learning. And then us as the adults, our job is to shape. Mm -hmm. Right. So yes, they're going to maybe talk back or like push and question as they should, you know, but teaching them how to do it respectfully. Yeah. Sure. You could question it. Sure. You could be upset. How do you get upset though? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. okay to not like what I said. How do you tell me that, you know, right. fine. Without you pushing know. the boundaries or making it. it work, exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. you know, so that's really what, um, you know, I want parents to know anybody listening to know, like yeah. if you feel like you're struggling, 
it shouldn't be a struggle, right. you know, and feeling like it's a struggle, then you might need some help. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Because, you know, I I think that a lot of parents need that, that push and that confirmation, because um, I have friends who have kids and and, um, (laughs) I'll say to them, you know, no, you have to do this, you have to do that, or else it's going to get worse, you know, and, um, you know, have helped them to understand, like, why they need that assistance, you know, I love everything you're doing. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So let's get into uh, our last little bit here. And so mom owned and operated is about, you know, raising our families, running a business, but also remembering yourself. And Mm -hmm. as a new mom, how are you remembering yourself? Like, what are you doing? Or are you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) I doing to take care of myself. I am remembering that I need to take care of myself, to be honest. It's yeah. just, um, you know, new, new motherhood has just kind of been going through this, like a fog, like a phase. Mm-hmm. What just happened to me? Right, <laughs> right. You know, and so I'm really kind of paying attention to how I'm feeling. And that in itself is taking care of myself because... Yeah. You know, if I feel like I just need a minute, then Mm -hmm. I say that I need a minute. Um, I'm very intentional about even just like my, you know, in the morning, like when I get up, um, just doing like my skincare routine Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and being diligent about that, that makes me feel good. And that's been I've been doing, like trying to have that dedicated little time to myself just Mm -hmm. to take care of myself, you know, um, so just little things like that I've been doing, um, drinking my tea, which makes me feel good, you know, so mm-hmm. I don't get to do self-care for long periods of time, but right. whatever time I have, I try to really just center myself and just really enjoy what I'm doing for that period of time. <laughs> I think that's great because, you know, I even say like, sometimes <laughs> I just need a minute and I'll lock all my kids out of my room. And I'm just like, you know, like just leave me and um, I'll get back to you when I, you know, but I can leave them alone. I can just, you know, like you I can't, can't. I, <laughs> I have a long way to go. Right. right. But I think that, I think that just remembering yourself, you know, like remembering, like you said, taking a moment and even doing that little bit of taking care of yourself, because I know that once when my kids were younger, I really, didn't even do that. You know, it was really, and I think it's hard for a lot of moms to even think about themselves because they're so focused on their baby, which I I understand, but you still have to take care of yourself. You do. And I recognize that. And I said that even before, you know, I was like, um, I don't want to lose myself in her, Mm -hmm. but I am completely in love, you know, but at the same time, I could see just how they could just suck everything out of you. <laughs> if you yeah, just, if you let them, right? <laughs> I, mean, I could just like, wow. Like, I mean, just as simple as, you know, she's hungry, she's crying. And then I realized I haven't had anything to drink all day. Right, right. When did I have something to drink? But she's had like five bottles already. And I have, had any, you know, just like, yeah. when you look at that, it's just like, what did I have a snack? Like, when did I, I, I you know, but she's fine and right. she's fit. 
<laughs> right. And, but, and, but you well, can do both, right? It's like, you can do both, yeah. but you just don't even think about yourself at you all. You don't. And I'm like, no. So I'm like intentional, like just trying to just simple changes, you know, like when I give, when I feed her, I make sure I get a drink at the same time. Yeah. You know, I'm like doing both at the same time to ensure like I'm, I'm also taking care of myself because yeah. I, I would go hours without drinking. And I'm like, why? And then why do I have a headache? Why am I, I you know, I would have a headache. I feel yeah. like, what did I do? But she is taking care of and I'm like, right. no, I, I can't like, she yeah. is, fun- I have to be somewhat functional. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, because if you're not feeling well, then you know, how can you take care of them at your best? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So just not losing myself. I, I mean, you know, you do to a, a degree, but mm-hmm. I, I don't want to not recognize myself, you right. know, right. Um, I'm trying to be very mindful of that mm-hmm. to, to still recognize who I am and not be somebody completely different. I know, you know, you change as you become right. a parent. No, but I don't want but that's to. not just who you that's not the only yeah. identity that you have you are still yeah. you even though you're a mom at the same time mm-hmm. yeah so, absolutely. yeah absolutely. I, I think it's like you know I, I have one client and I told her she had some pictures of her and her baby and I said oh I use this one with you and the baby but I just use this one of just you because you mm-hmm. are more than just a mom then just right, yeah. right. You know, it is it is a new identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am I'm grateful for that new identity, yeah. you know. But I do I do want to still remember what I enjoyed, you know, what yeah. I like and not lose and not lose that because she's you going you to don't pro- want to be in the car like singing her songs and not <laughs> any like current music because you're yeah. so involved in the kid music. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> And I'm like watching all these like Nickelodeon shows. Right. Or something. <laughs> She's like, I haven't watched a real movie in forever. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I trying to figure, yeah, make yeah. sure I'm doing for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Okay. So where can everybody find you online? Well, um, if anybody's interested, they could go to my website, which is www.changingtrends.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and also on Instagram at changingtrends.llc. Mm-hmm. So those are the two places you could find me. Um, and yeah, I, people are free to, on the website, um, I have an email if anybody wants to send an email or call. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be willing to talk to you and see if I could help. Yay. Thank you so much, Takima, for taking the time and chatting with everybody. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me. And there you have it. I want to encourage you to remember that being a mom who runs her own business is not easy. We all struggle, but just keep moving forward and don't forget to make time for yourself. As moms, we are usually the first thing to go to the bottom of the list. If your business is overwhelming you and you need real solutions, not just some sugar-coated suggestions, apply to work with me at ritasuzanne.com slash apply.